Good morning, and peace be with you. That uh, last closing song, as your pastor shows up three minutes late, I can sing of your love forever is a beautiful reminder, especially, well, every day, but this morning. Um, we should, in all things, uh, give thanks to the Lord in all seasons, good seasons and bad seasons. Uh, I'm going to invite you to read uh, the bulletins yourself, uh, but there's a couple of things that I want to uh, talk to you about this morning. One, kind of bitter, and the other one, bitter, but really sweet. Um, yesterday morning, I was up early, awake early, and I was reading, and I came across an alert um, that a, an individual that I knew had spent uh, an hour with, um, and he was educating me. He was uh, a nice man. Um, had written a book, and he gave me a copy of the book, and he signed it. First time I've ever met anyone kind of famous. And I found out that he died just a couple of days ago. And the circumstances surrounding his death are uh, mysterious. It, uh, it may be that he had been murdered, and that's another first for me. The man I'm talking about um, is named Philip Haney. And Philip Haney worked for the United States government. He was a professor at Davis and uh, agricultural genius, really. He eradicated uh, or helped to eradicate uh, pest ants uh, that were destroying crops up and down the valley in, in California. And his work even took him over into uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel and, and all around where he uh, learned uh, uh, the language uh, over there and the people. And uh, God uses us for different things. And the next thing you know, he's working for the United States government. And he's one of the founders in 2002 of the Homeland Security Department. And so uh, Philip leaves many, many friends. His wife precedes him in death uh, this last year through cancer. Uh, he leaves lots of questions and, and broken hearts. And so I would like, just wanted to mention that, that I had the good pleasure to meet him, to read his book, to talk to him on the phone. You have my friend Steve here. And uh, there's a lot of people mourning uh, what could have been in that loss. So um, that's the bitter, and we will sing of his Lord forever, or sing of his love forever through those things. Now, kind of bitter, I said before, but very, very sweet, is that we have somebody who's been with us for a period of time here visiting with his family as he goes to college. And uh, I know that you've had an opportunity to meet this fine young man, an Eagle Scout, right? Yeah. Some of the most successful people on earth have been Eagle Scouts. And, and I know and I'm excited to see what the Lord has planned for Porter. Porter has gone through a program here and he is going off. What are you in Montana, Wyoming? Where are you going back to? Colorado. And he uh, is looking to get a couple more endorsements, I think, in welding and so forth, right? In the meantime. 
And that's the sweet part, because while he is working and getting those endorsements, I heard that that might bring him back to the West Coast and some wonderful opportunities. So he's getting sent away for a little period of time here, um, and he might come back. And so this morning, what I wanted us to do was celebrate uh, his being here, to celebrate his future, to celebrate his beloved girlfriend who is here with him. I didn't want to embarrass you too much there, little girl, but welcome. I'm Pastor Ken, and I talk too much. But uh, we want to bring uh, you up, Porter, and anyone who would love to put a hand on his shoulder and offer up a prayer to the Lord as we send you out. Would that be okay? Come on up, buddy. And anyone who would like to come alongside him, Grandma, Grandpa, and uh, put a hand on him. And, and uh, we know the Lord's already got you covered. But uh, we want to remind the Lord that we know and uh, that we are grateful and we're looking forward to what he does in your life. So go ahead, everybody. Go ahead. Grab a hold. All right. And if you can't touch him directly, touch the shoulder of somebody near him. And there you go. <laughs> All right. And you back there, you can, you can put your hands up like that or you can keep him in your lap, whatever you want to do. Um, but bow your head and let's pray for this, this young man. Heavenly Father, Daddy, we give you gr- just such grateful thanks that you deliver into our lives special gifts. And, and we're grateful for this gift in the, this man, Porter, that has come and been a part of this congregation and a help. We're grateful for the skills that you've given him, and we're grateful for the path that you laid out for him. We pray a hedge of protection around him, that you keep him safe. We pray that you reveal yourself to him each and every day. And we pray, Father, that you would return him back to us someday, on occasion or maybe all the time, (laughs) that we might uh, enjoy more of Porter. And Father, I give this young man to you and into your capable hands, knowing that through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, our Savior, that he is secure for however long you use him for your service. And now I turn it over to any others that want to lift him up in prayer for you to hear, Father. Well, Daddy, that's about it. But we know that our prayers are like sweet incense to your ears and to you. And we know that he's going to be just fine. And we thank you for the time that we've had for him. We look forward to the time that we will have with him again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are well loved, kid. God bless you. Thank you. Don't forget to call Grandma. Lots. Okay. Thank you, church. Well, now that you're all sitting down, let's stand up again. And uh, our opening hymn is Alleluia, Sing to Jesus, found on page 158. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are known and all 
desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirmed the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. In the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace 
mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Wearing purple. Wonder what that means. Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Exodus. It starts in chapter 24. It's found on page 125. I'm going to read a few extra verses. Uh, I'm supposed to start at verse 8, but I'm starting at verse 1. I need to set give you the setting here and make it much more clear. So if you'll join me in reading Exodus 24, verses 1 through 18, found on your pew Bible on page 125. This is a real important chapter in the book as we read about Moses the mediator uh, between God and the Israelites and, and what his involvement is, as well as the covenant that's going to be confirmed. Let's read verse 1. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and the seventy and seventy of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance. Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near. And the people may not come up with him, may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. They're confirming. Okay. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and he built an altar at the foot of the mountain, set up the 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burned offerings and sacrificed young bulls as the fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls, and the other half he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book, the book of the covenant, and read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you, with you, in accordance with all these words. 
Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of sapphire, clear as the sky itself. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and her are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. Go to them. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud. As he went up on the mountain, he stayed on that mountain. Forty days, forty nights. We now will have you go to the bulletin where we have Psalm 2 printed and we're going to be reading responsibly. It's in your bulletin. We're going to be responsibly Psalm 6, excuse me, Psalm 2, 6 through 12. Uh, I'll start out and you get the bold letters. Psalm 2, verse 6. I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You'll break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son or he will be angry and your way will lead to your destruction for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. The epistle that I'll be reading this morning is taken from the second book of Peter, chapter 1, verse 16 through 21. This is very important, too, because we're looking at eyewitnesses on what's about to happen here. Let's start out with 16. Verse 16. 
2 Peter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God, the Father. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The disciples, we ourselves heard this voice that came from the heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. You also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin, origin, excuse me, in the human will. But prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Alleluia. Uh oh. <laughs> I need my scripture. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. <laughs> this is the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The reading this morning, the gospel this morning is from Matthew 17, verses 1 through 9, and it can be found in your pew Bible on 1524, 1524. Matthew records that after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and let them, he led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, 
and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground. They were terrified. But Jesus came and he touched them and he said, Get up. Do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except for Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Has anyone ever had the experience in a group setting when uh, the leader or the mentor or the professor or the one with the most knowledge in the gathering has embarrassed you? I, uh, I look at Transfiguration Sunday every year for many, many years now with a, a bit of a smile a bit of a shudder and gratefulness to God. Why? Well, I was in a group of people, theologians and students, when the master said, hey guys, Whitney doesn't know the meaning of the transfiguration. And all eyes were on me. And I felt shame. I felt embarrassment. I was bitter. Then angry. And then that turned to resolve. Which carries me here today. More on that in a minute. And as I said before, in the name of Jesus, because nothing good can come from anywhere else. You know, listening is hard. It's really hard, especially if you're not the one doing the talking. It's hard enough for us to listen to others today. Can I get an amen? Yes, pastor. Let alone, it is hard for us to listen to what our Lord would tell us in his word. 
The transfiguration of Jesus shows us the immense importance that he places on the word of God. So forget, just put it out of your mind, the radiance and the glory. Forget, put it out of your mind that Moses and Elijah are there, that they're alive and that they're speaking with Jesus. Forget about it. Forget the cloud and forget the man-made plans that Peter had in order to keep the experience going. Rather, listen. As the Father says, listen to him. Listen to him as he says to Peter, James, and John, rise and have no fear. Matthew 17, 9. Listen as he says to you, And to me, he says, have no fear because the Lord of life has come to you. He descends that mountain, Jesus does, in order to ascend in Calvary on that cross. This is where his time for glory would be revealed in order for there to be life on earth for all who believe. Listen to him. On the cross, Jesus continues speaking the words of eternal life. Hallelujah, where shall we go? Right? You have the words of e. Listen, you were listening. You were listening. On the cross, he continues speaking the words of eternal life to you and the whole world. And not even a parched and stricken mouth, punched in the mouth. Not even that can stop him from telling you these blessed words. For you hearing him say, forgive them for they know not what they do. That parched mouth, that that tongue that is dry, I thirst, that face that is unrecognizable, that couldn't stop him from saying, if we listen, it is finished. Now risen and victorious from the grave, he speaks to us today. He says, and you say, peace be with you. This peace reminds us that whether we live or die, we are with the Lord, who on that last day will say this, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Also Matthew chapter 25, verse 34. Hear him as he says, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased. 
Hear him. He beckons you and me. Here we hear the question and we are revealed the answer to the question, what is God like? What is he like? We beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace, full of truth. We beheld him in that glory at its height on that cross. What is he like? Well, he was pinned to a cross for you and for me. God became man. He went to the cross and the agony of hell that his sins, punishment was put upon him for you and for me. Jesus died for the ungodly. He died for those who are afraid of God, for those who are fleeing from God. He died for sinners. He died for you and me. And there is no greater love imaginable. And that is what God is like. Abundant, abundant grace. Perfect love. There is nothing lovable. Not a thing. Not one little lovable thing about you as a sinner. But God, God loves you in this way. In this way, he died for your sin so that your sin might be set aside. He has forgiven you. And he has made you his own children. And when you sin, which, which puts you and me wrong with God, that sin is answered for and forgiven by and through his beloved son. That means your guilt, my guilt, dreadful fear, before God is now gone. Forgiven. And you and I are no longer afraid of God. Why? Christian freedom. Freedom from God's wrath. Wrath that was paid for. Not forgotten. Paid for. And Jesus gives us the answer to the question, what is God like? He shows us God is holy and just and kind and forgiving because of his dying on the cross. Because of his drying, dying on the cross, your sins can no more drag you fearfully from God. Those sins are forgiven you. And you are washed white in the blood of the Lamb. And you stand before God as a glad child and you get to call him Abba, Daddy. 
And going back to the story at the beginning, Whitney doesn't know the meaning of the transfiguration on the mount. It hurt because it was true. Not anymore. But it hurt because it was true. I could tell the story. I didn't know the meaning. The meaning was to reveal to us who Jesus is and what God is like. But here's the thing. I was in good company because Peter didn't know the meaning of the transfiguration. Peter didn't know. He got it completely wrong. And God the Father set him straight, didn't he? And Jesus corrected Peter too. He got it wrong again. Get behind me, Satan. And Peter got it wrong again when Jesus said, stop helping me as he picked up the ear of that temple guard, the temple helper, and put it back on his head. Peter got it wrong. Peter got it wrong. Jesus said, you will deny me. No, no, I won't. Well, yeah, he did. And Jesus restored Peter. And he uses Peter. And we know this by Scripture. Because here's this fisherman. And we're reading his words in Scripture just this week in our men's group. God restored him. God used him. He didn't know what he was doing, but God revealed to him. And he knows what God is like, and he tells us. And Jesus restores, and he uses you also. And we know this, and we know that he's going to meet us today right here at the altar. God has made himself known to you, and he has expressed himself in Jesus of Nazareth, his beloved son, He has chosen to be available through the things of our human world. God has chosen to meet you here through words, through water, through bread, and through wine. These are where he has chosen to be found. Hear it. Listen to him. Believe it and receive it. The Son of God has gone to the cross to take away our sins. And now, hear this. And now the same thing that the Father says about Jesus, he now says about you. He says, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are beloved in Christ because you have been baptized into Jesus. The same Jesus transfigured on the mountain lives in, on Above, below, and side by side, you. And by his body and blood, you hear him. His word says, 
you are God's child. His word says you are God's child with sins forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the, or by the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. It is good that we are here, O Lord, upon the holy mountain of your presence. Hear us pray as we pray for your church throughout the world, for each of us according to our needs, and for all people everywhere. Let us pray. Almighty God, on the Mount of Transfiguration, you revealed your Son to be the Holy One who kept the law that you gave to Moses and fulfilled to Elijah and all the prophets the promise of a Savior. Grant to your church the grace to receive your Son with faith to rejoice in the revelation of your saving glory in him and to live by the light of his word and the food of his table all of our days. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, from age to age, you have given us glimpses of your glory until the fuller revelation of your Son. Grant to us pastors who will preach the whole counsel of your word and provide to us the faithful pastoral care that we need. Bless us with church workers to teach our children and do the works of mercy and that show forth your love to those in need. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, all the might of man pales before the demonstration of your power. Bless, we pray, Donald, our president, the Congress of these United States, Gavin, our governor, and all judges and magistrates. Give them wisdom to fulfill the responsibilities entrusted to them, that justice may prevail, that life may be protected, 
that virtue would be encouraged and all people kept safe and secure against threat and violence. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, give to all, all of those in any affliction, the comfort of your presence and grace for their every need. Give healing to the sick according to your will. Give comfort to those who mourn and give peace to the dying. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you have manifested your greatest glory by giving us your own Son to be our Savior and Redeemer. Help us to acknowledge Christ's present presence in the bread and wine and to rejoice to meet our Lord who gives us his body to eat and his blood to drink. Open our hearts to receive him with faith and to keep in, in holy lives what we have received upon our lips this day. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, with many resources, you have blessed us, but we pray you to teach our hearts to know contentment and peace in all the blessings that you have supplied. Make us generous that what we have received we may share with those in need and give to your church as the tithes and offerings of a grateful heart in a confident faith. Lord, in your mercy, and Almighty God, until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star, arises with the light of eternal day, keep us from being distracted by temptation or deceived by error. Guard the truth that you have planted in our hearts, that when Christ comes in his glory, we may be found holy, and blameless, and enter into his presence with all the saints of old. Lord, in your mercy, in all these things we pray, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, through whom you have made known to us. As he has fulfilled all the law and kept the promise of the prophets, keep us from error, that we may honor your word with an obedient heart, and walk in his ways, doing all that is good and right and pleasing in your sight, in Christ, with Christ, and through Christ, be all glory, honor, worship, and praise to you, Holy Father, with the Holy Spirit evermore. Amen. And now... May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service.
and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. Sharing your life, or our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love that our darkness should give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. His Did you hear him? For you. For you. This is the bread. This is the cup that saves, that imparts grace, that gives eternal life and salvation to all who believe. That's your confession. And I heard you. Then come, the table is prepared. Jesus waits for you. You may be seated.
and the ashes of
Regal is one of the largest multiplexes in downtown Los Angeles and it's also where the first ice movie theater opens internationally. This earthly father hears himself saying to his children, listen to me. The heavenly father says to his children, listen to him. Hear him. I pray that he gives us ears to hear unclogs them, eyes to see, and through his Holy Spirit, he guides us to 
hear him and know him. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our sending song is Wonderful Words of Life. Wonderful words, wonderful words of love.